0: Hey. Everything I've been through and everything, everything that I see Has turned me into the woman that you see I Behind all of the smiles and all your baby memories
1: Hi, I'm Leanne F. Talley, and you're listening to Virago 24 7. Virago meaning female warrior, and 24 7 meaning all day, every day. I bring women on the show from all walks of life, and we talk about anything going on in our lives and in the world. Here you will find everyday growth, everyday healing, and everyday warriors. Hello. So joining me today is Brianna Brooks and Bri and I have known each other for about, uh, I would say about nine years or so. And at the time uh, she was dating a friend's son and when she turned 18, she needed a job. And so she started working at my husband's dental practice. And when she came in, uh, she came in with like zero experience but she blew everyone away with how quickly she learns. And she says so detailed, like she knows people's names and she remembers like what vacations they took and their children's names and it just blows everyone away. So she's super charismatic and has such a beautiful, um, outgoing personality. And I would say maybe in the past four to five years, we've become super close and she's become like a little sister to me. And um, now basically she's part of the family. She sees my husband as... A father figure, but since I am not that old, she <laughs> I told her she cannot say that I am her mother. So she's like a sister. Um, but anyways, we've had so many vulnerable moments together, many, many laughs, many, many cry sessions. And the reason I wanted to bring uh, Brianna on is basically to share her story about her childhood, because I feel like our upbringing defines us in so many ways. And parents sometimes forget um, forget that and become so self-involved that they they forget that they're molding a child. So in her 26 years, she's been through so many life experiences. Um, she's suffered abuse. She's been in foster care system. Um, she has sust- substance abuse in her family. And she had a son at 17 years old and has uh, been a single mom for almost eight years now, so we're going to dive in into Brianna's life, and because she's currently on the road to healing and growing, and she's trying to find her way in this world, and I just want to come alongside her and walk with her on our journey, so welcome, Bree.
0: Thank you for having me. Um, So yeah, like Leonette said, I have um, known Dr. Talley and Leonette for about nine years, Um, It's crazy looking back now where we started because, like she said, I was, her son was, a. am sorry, my son's father uh, was the child of a friend of theirs. And um, so I met them when I was 17 and before I even had a child is when I met them. Um, So it's crazy the way things have have played out because you guys are at my baby shower and everything. And we've
1: seen your son grow and yeah, and we've been on a ride with you.
0: Quite the journey. Yes, we have. Quite the journey. I don't think there's any any two people in the world that have seen me grow up and, and seen the good, the bad, and the ugly quite like you two have. So yeah. it's, it's a pretty special relationship for sure.
1: So let's start from the beginning, um, like how we all start. We're born.
0: Yes, I was and born. <laughs> and we don't
1: get to choose the family that we're born into. True. So just describe a little bit like your mom and your father and how that was growing up.
0: So I always tell people I was, I was dealt a, a pretty poor hand of cards, I feel, from birth. So my mom, um, my mom, I, so I have a mom and a dad, obviously, and then <laughs> I've got five siblings, or there's five of us total. So from the beginning, um, both of my parents are, they both suffered uh, traumatic childhoods as well. Both of their parents were drug addicts. My dad lost his mom and a Pretty young age, um, and they both suffered from abuse and substance abuse and things like that. So, which led them into their own journey with substance abuse and trying to figure life out because of the cards that they were dealt. So it was just kind of like this cycle. So, um, from, for as long as I can remember, both my parents were drug addicts in and out of jail. My mom has 37 felonies and counting. My dad is, um, a heroin addict and an alcoholic. My mom is a meth addict and they've, I mean, I've watched them struggle with abuse. I've watched my dad overdose. I've seen my parents go to jail. So me and my siblings all just kind of had a a pretty tough childhood
1: it, and the five siblings are not all from the same parents, no. which is a really fascinating story. And I honestly yeah. don't even remember how they're all connected. But so you're kind of yeah. like mine. We have a blended family. We do very much. And blended. it's like, well, who does like when we they, people see us together? Like, how in mm-hmm. the world do you guys all belong? And yeah, yeah. So anyway, so explain that.
0: Yeah. So my mom was married to a man prior to being married to my dad, and my dad was married to a woman prior to being married to my mom. Um, with my dad's first wife, he had two kids. Mm -hmm. I have an older brother and an older sister. And then with my mom's first marriage, she had a daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, so my parents, uh, they were all in the same group of friends and, uh, they all knew each other very well. My mom and my dad and their first spouses actually all lived together. So it was the four of them and their children. So, uh, my mom and my dad being the, um, reckless people that they are, <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually cheated on their spouses with each other and mm-hmm. got pregnant with me. Mm. So that's how I came about. And, um, my mom was actually supposed to have an abortion with me mm-hmm. and my dad kept her up all night the night before. And cause the, the appointment was scheduled super early and she ended up missing her appointment the next morning and decided not to go through with the abortion.
1: So we would have no Brianna. We would have no
0: Brianna In the world. Would be, isn't that? Man, yeah. yeah
1: <laughs> I know, but isn't that crazy how it is crazy. certain things happen like that it and is crazy. you just wonder why? Like what? Yeah. Well, why was I meant to be on this planet?
0: It is insane. Yeah. And I remember it's funny because I remember because I, I I learned that story so young. And so I remember like So you after, always knew this? I always oh knew my this. Oh Always knew this. Wow. And I remember there were so many times that I would tell my mom because of everything that she did and my dad did. I'm like, why didn't you just abort me? And yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so they had me, um, and then they decided that they wanted to keep me and they wanted to be together. So they got married and then had my little sister, um, who was three years younger than me. Okay. So my siblings, my oldest sister is 29. My second oldest sister would have been 28. My brother would have been 28 today. Actually, it's his his birthday today. Um, and then I have a sister who's 23. So there's okay. five of us total. Wow, that's how that goes.
1: And so when you say was, what does that mean? So, with your brother and your sister.
0: My um, older brother, he kind of took after my dad and struggled with substance abuse. He had a a really hard life, and he, I think his biggest issue was was he he wanted he, my dad hung the moon in his eyes. And he always wanted my dad to be around. So he he struggled with a heroin addiction just as well as my dad. And and he tried to get his life together so many times. He had two young children. And in 2016, he bought a motorcycle. And the next day, he was in a motorcycle accident and passed away Mm. suddenly. And he had been sober for um, about, I think it was close to two months. So he was really trying to get his his, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So he would have been 28 years old today and then my older sister who um she turned uh 28 on April 30th of this year and um on June 12th of this year she passed away from a fentanyl overdose because she struggled with addiction as well. Mm-hmm. So heroin and meth and everything under the sun she struggled with so. Wow. She she passed away from they they ruled it a fentanyl overdose but she had everything that you could imagine in your mm-hmm. system. So, so
1: I know, um, there's been times where like, I feel like when you talk about your upbringing, you talk about your, your sister, I know you have all the siblings, but the one that you have the same mom and dad with, like, tell me a little bit about like how the two of you guys survived together. I know you've told me stories about, you know, living in motels yeah. and, and being left alone and, and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah. So, um, her and I, I, I always joke with her and say that she was my first baby because I, we, I'm i three years older than her. But from the day she was born, my my mission as a child was to protect her. Our parents were in and out of jail constantly. We were with different family members constantly. My earliest Christmas memory actually was we were living in Texas. My parents had been on the run for quite some time. Um, and we were living in Texas. It was Christmas Eve. On the run? From the police. What did they do? Um, so I want to, Hey, you so, can't, you can't gloss over that. That's okay. So at this particular time, my mom was on the run for identity theft and prescription fraud. She uh-huh. would write fake prescriptions. This was back in the day when you could get do prescription that. pads. Mm-hmm. And so she would do that, um, and identity theft. And my dad was on the run for, I think it was a probation violation because he had been on probation since before I was born. Goodness. So I couldn't even tell you what his first charge yeah. was, just to be honest, but yeah. The majority of their charges were um, identity theft, and then from from then on out, my dad's was probation violation because mm-hmm. he was always using, and mm-hmm. so he couldn't report to probation or parole because he didn't want to go to jail, but he always yeah. ended up back in jail. Yeah. Um, my mom was identity theft, So, but at that particular time, they were writing bad prescriptions okay. because they were hooked on everything. Yeah. And so it was Christmas Eve. And I remember we were, we had just put up the Christmas tree and we were coloring this giant picture. It was my mom, my dad, and uh, my big sister and my little sister. And um this was the first time that they had like gotten arrested for a long time. And my dad looks out the window and all you see is blue because there's mm-hmm. like so many cop cars. I can't so even tell they you how many. found
1: you guys. And
0: my dad said, I'll never forget it. My dad said, Don, we have company. And then I remember them being Cuffed on the couch, my mom was hysterically crying, and they took us that night, and they took us to, um, I guess it was like a temporary p- foster family or something like that. So that's where we woke up on Christmas morning. Wow. And I think that I don't I think was, I've heard this story. No? no, yeah, that was the that was the first that's time a that they like Christmas. it was pretty. Bad. And he, how old were you? I think that I was probably around five or six.
1: So you remember. I remember. Because we remember five or oh, six. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember.
0: Wow. And they had both been arrested many times before, but mm-hmm. it was always where one parent would keep us um, while the other one was trying to get the parent's bail or whatever. One of them was always there, and they were never gone for more than 30 days. Mm-hmm. But this time, they were both gone at the same time. Wow. And so, and I remember... I got a pair of plastic pink high heels for Christmas that year. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, I so remember you just, the little details. So you just woke up in stranger's
0: house. Yeah. Like yeah. they
1: just found a family and mm-hmm. put you there. Yes. And they put all three of you in the same house or they yes, separated they you? they put
0: all three of us in the same house. Okay. And I remember that there were bunk beds. Um, I remember it just being a middle-aged lady. She was very nice. Obviously, you can't really comfort a child It just mm-hmm. got taken away from mm-hmm. her parents on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. But she she consoled us as best as she could. And <laughs> my sister for me at the time, every uh, every other time that my parents had gotten arrested prior to that, she was she was my protector. I was her mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. And her and I had a closer relationship and um
1: is this the the older sister that passed? The one that passed. Okay. Yes. Okay.
0: yes. So The next day, um, her dad lived in Kentucky at the time and he came to the, the foster family's house and got her Mm, and mm, she was eight years old. Um, so yes, I would have been six and then that would have made my little sister three.
1: So she went to live with her dad. She went to live with you her dad. And guys are there Yeah, the big sister.
0: Yeah. So in that moment, I became Morgan's protector, mm-hmm. kind of like how Jessica was mm-hmm. for me. Jessica's mm-hmm. my older sister. Morgan mm-hmm. is my little sister. And so, I mean, throughout the years, she was just... That's why I always say that she was my first baby, because mm-hmm. I just... It was like that maternal love. Like, yeah. you never you will sacrifice whatever to make them happy. Yeah. You will do whatever it takes to and make like, them happy. And like you guys happy. had the same
1: experiences. So like my youngest brother, so yeah, the blended family thing, but um and yours is not really blended because they were all your siblings. They were, you know, they yeah. were blood related um different parents, but whatever, it's still siblings. But with Jose, he we have the same mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And you know, since my parents weren't together growing up, it's like we were together and yeah. I felt like his protector too. So I understand how that is. It's like wherever he goes, I go yeah. and you know, vice versa. So I remember being super protective, yeah. beating people up and oh yeah, you know, fighting his battles yes. and I think yeah. And that even as a the, lot of trouble yeah. in high
0: school. <laughs> and then
1: even as we're older now, right? Yeah, like absolutely. and we're all adults, I'm like, he's still like my little baby brother yeah. and I want the best for him. And mm-hmm. it's just weird how that happens where when you're the older one looking out for the other yeah. one. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, how long did you guys stay in that house?
0: We were only in that house for a couple of days. Okay. I don't remember that. Well, like I said, I only remember the little details. I don't yeah. remember the big details. Yeah. Um, but after, after that, my, cause we were in Texas and uh-huh. we didn't have anybody in Texas. My parents okay. were just on the run. And so they ran wherever and they, they were from found.
1: where? Georgia they were Mm -hmm. okay they were from Georgia yeah I was
0: born here in Marietta so but all of my family you guys ended up in
1: Texas because you were on the run we
0: were we were in Texas (laughs) Missouri Florida everywhere that they thought they couldn't be found we got to get out of Georgia (laughs) exactly yes yes yeah so they so my mom did not want us to like be permanently put into the foster care system Mm -hmm. and they told me that if we were then we would be separated and Mm -hmm. i had just gotten separated from my older sister so i couldn't i couldn't imagine morgan was three yeah and even at six years old i already was i couldn't imagine her being alone and that's all i could think about was her being alone so we went to live with my step-grandfather my my dad's stepdad we went and lived Mm -hmm. with him for the first time um how long did
1: they stay in in prison
0: um years my or months? my mom stayed for I think 19 months. My dad has gotten a little bit luckier than my mom throughout mm-hmm. the years. Like he my mom did the the heavy duty work. My yeah. dad was just her accomplice yeah. um or would make her do do the bad things. Mm-hmm. So he he never really got more than 6 months. Okay. Um
1: So he got out.
0: Yeah. But, so he got out. But, but you
1: went to stay with his Step dad. His stepdad. So it's not blood related. No. Okay.
0: No, we stayed with with him for the first time, um, and then we were there for nineteen months. We, my mom, got out. She got us back. She went back to jail um and then we stayed with my aunt and her husband and her Goodness. three kids four. and these are
1: all different states or like you're just moving from house to house city house city. to house city
0: I city. in my in my 12 years of school I never went to a school yes. more than a year Girl.
1: ever Okay so same with me well I'll take it back. I think two years is the most. Really? Because I was counting. And okay, I don't have abuse in my family. No one did drugs or anything like that. But we moved a ton. Yeah. And yeah, so it was from kindergarten through 12th. I counted like twelve, thirteen schools because it's like we would move in the middle of the freaking school year. Exactly, and it's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. You're always a new kid. Yeah. You learn to how to adapt, and I think that's why you and I get along with people and know how to interact with
0: that's people. A good point. Of all, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: like, well, why do I understand people so well, and this person is oblivious? It's because we didn't have a freaking choice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, didn't start over
1: every single time. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted some kind of any friendships, you just had to learn how to. But I was so shy. Were you shy? Like I I was no, I was extreme. So the way you are now, that's how you've always been.
0: Um, I actually was
1: because you're very outgoing.
0: I was the angry kid.
1: Oh, me too. But I was angry. Me too.
0: But I wasn't. I wasn't angry in
1: school though. I was always angry outside of school.
0: I was that kid that like if you like accidentally shoulder swiped be like what's your problem you want to fight like i was just angry yeah 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 i Um. get that (laughs) So, but I, I was able to, I guess, conform to, to whatever I, mm-hmm. I was just surviving. Mm-hmm. So I was able to conform. So when yeah. I needed to make friends, I was able to make oh, friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but if you,
1: but if someone was going to mess with you, you were going to, you, oh, yeah. you're going to end the fight. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 I've been in many I, fights. I, yeah. Yeah. As little Me as I am.
1: <laughs> you are a teeny little something. Am. Yeah. No. Yeah. And not you not. know, I'm big now, but I used to be a little skinny. And yeah, um, I've seen pictures. And yeah, I I like to fight because yeah. I had to let my anger out on somebody. Yeah, I
0: was,
1: and it was just you know, yeah. And then yeah. I, since I was quiet, people didn't expect that from me.
0: Exactly. I think because so, I was little, and I was yeah. like, I can be like super happy and outgoing. Yeah. They didn't expect it, yeah. so they're
1: like, I can pick on yeah. this chick.
0: I was in court ordered anger management by the time I was seven. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? D-fax, yeah, because DFACs would They're come like to my so school smaller. and visit every no couple way. of weeks. They would do, like, check-ins mm-hmm. um, to make sure everything was going at home. And by the time I was seven, I was in. DFACs required that I take Stop. anger management. They're like, abs, this kid has a
1: lot. I mean, well, hello. Yeah. Did yeah. they, they <laughs> even have to ask why <laughs> right. she's angry? Right. So, okay, so when you went from the step-grandfather to the, um, uh, your aunt, on your mom, dad's side. on your dad's, my dad's, side. dad's sister. And then where, where else did you go after that?
0: So I've lived with my grandfather, my stepgrand. I don't even consider him my yeah. grandfather. He my stepgrand. And he was
1: <laughs> an a-hole, right? He was, he was, he
0: was. He was not very nice. No, he was a, um, uh, he molested, um, Children in my family before, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my parents signed custody over to him knowing that mm-hmm. had taken place. So mm-hmm. as you can imagine, the same things yeah. happened with me. So I was with him a couple of times. I think it was a total of three or four times, actually.
1: So you went back and forth to him?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Many times. Wow. Actually, up until I turned 18, he had legal custody of me. Yeah, because um, my my mom never really legally got us back. She technically kidnapped us is what happened. So and she was they out just of decided prison. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So until I turned, wow. well, where I was living at the time, it was, it was 17. You could, you could move out legally at 17. Okay. Um, and so he had legal custody up until that time. Yeah. And
1: is this the one that you said, I don't know, I kind of mix all the stories together, There's but you, a said, lot. you said there was one grandfather on the run. My to.
0: my mom's dad. Okay, she, he kidnapped two federal agents. Yeah, and yes, that's the story. Did so ten years is... in federal prison. Dang. Yeah,
1: and so he kidnapped them. Why do
0: you know? So they were on the run. Uh-huh. My my grandfather, my maternal grandfather and grandmother were also. Like I said, my parents both were were dealt pretty. So sad see, cards people, this is well. this
1: is why I have Brienne on. Not to like stop what you're saying, <laughs> but. Hello, people out there that want children and are having them. Like, do you not realize what you are doing yeah. to children? And then we grow up to be adults mm-hmm. and we have to deal with that crap.
0: Yeah.
1: And then people wonder why there's so much craziness in this world. Exactly. So her parents were like that. So then exactly. in turn, she's like that. And then she's, you know. Yeah. Luckily, you're here. And yeah. anyways, we'll go on with that story later. But yeah.
0: geez, girl. Yeah. Okay. But no, I. I what you're so, saying is completely true. They, yeah. That's why I have two siblings that aren't here anymore.
1: Yeah. Because their demons just yeah. ate them alive. Yeah. and And then they turned to drugs. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Anyways, that's heavy. But um, okay. So they were on the run. And then he kidnapped the yeah. federal agents.
0: They were staying at a hotel. and Holy um And my, my mom actually... I, I don't remember how old she was, but she was young. She was maybe, I think she was, she was younger than 13. I know that for sure, but they were on the run. So the FBI found them. And wow. so two FBI agents came, put a gun to my mother's head and said, take me to your father. She was in the hotel oh lobby. My said, take me to your father. So my mom did.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: when my, when my mom got up there, my grandfather, he was, he was, he was, Crazy. Uh Still is. So when my mom got up there, my.
1: Is he still alive?
0: Yeah. I haven't seen him since I was eight. Okay. So he's not. Okay. He's not around. He is an awful person. Uh huh. Completely like.
1: I did not know he was racist. And yeah. He's just
0: He's just an awful person. Exactly. Uh So my grandfather told my mom when they were hugging goodbye to put to get his gun. So my mom went oh my to go my mom put the gun in her pants and went to go hug my grandfather and slipped it into his pulled the gun on two federal agents, tied them up and my and they ran. So oh. he was charged with kidnapping two federal agents. He did 10 years in federal prison and my grandmother did 5 years in federal prison. Ooh. Actually no, my mom was 10 wow. because I remember she was 10 years old when he left and when she got out, when he got out, she was 20 and she had like a mm. bunch of kids. Yeah.
1: Wow. So yeah, That's- the cycle is just- insane yeah it's so when they got out because your grandmother so do they divorce or something they divorced. okay my, okay
0: my grandmother married another man okay and had another child okay my aunt who is she's she's only like a year older than me but she actually no yeah <laughs> I, she actually got um put in foster care as well and really? because the man that my grandmother married raped my aunt. So she got put in foster care and he died in prison for, for, for doing that. mm -hmm. And so she was adopted off.
1: So you don't know her.
0: She was, she, I've seen her twice. Once when my son was born and then at my sister's funeral a couple months ago. Yeah. It's crazy. So this is your mom's sister. My mom's sister. Dang.
1: Okay. I didn't know that. See, I thought I knew a lot about you, but I didn't know. There's too
0: much to tell.
1: It's a lot girl. (laughs) So I feel like by the time I met you. You were Mm seventeen. So by then, you're like going back and forth between Grandpa and Auntie and Mom. Yes.
0: So so I had just actually right before I met you guys, I had just moved in with my mom Mm -hmm. in Buford, Georgia. Okay. And because I I was in a relationship with a guy that I mean we were together when since I was 15, he was 18. So at this point, I'm 17. I had to get out of my grandfather's house, so mm-hmm. I moved to Kansas City to be with him mm-hmm. because my mom wasn't stable enough to, to have us yet. Yeah. So I, I moved to Kansas City and moved in with him. And, and where did
1: Morgan go? Was she stayed with Grandpa?
0: Morgan, no, she was with my dad's little sister. Okay. Oh,
1: Goodness. So yeah, yeah. I'm just curious because yeah, I know you guys she kind was of with my dad's stay together. Sister. Okay.
0: And um, so so I moved in with him and... Um, after like two months of being there, my mom said, "Look, I'm you know I have a girlfriend now, yeah. which was also oh, shocking. Oh, I forgot that
1: part of the story. Yeah. she yeah, yeah, she went from men to women.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, to, well, to back up a little bit, when I was twelve,
1: also <laughs> oh, she had okay. My ahead. mom
0: got arrested, uh-huh. and this time she did five years, almost six yes. years, okay, in prison. Okay, so she got arrested when I was twelve. She got out. I was about to turn 17, mm-hmm. which is right around the time that I met you okay. guys. And that's
1: when you moved to be with her.
0: I moved to be with her because I realized I didn't want to be living in Kansas City with a guy at 17 years old. Yeah. But I didn't know I was coming back to get pregnant at 17 years old. You, oh, <laughs> girl, and
1: that's what you did. Um, you went from one guy to I the did. other and had a baby.
0: I did. So, <laughs> so yeah, I was 17. I had just moved in with my mom. I had just met my son's father. and um, That's cool. At school. You guys went to the same high school. The high school. Yeah. hmm And I think the first family vacation I went on with you guys when we all went to Florida, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I was pregnant yet, was I?
1: You you were. I was well, pregnant. I don't remember. You might have just found out or you were about to find out, but yeah. it was very so close. So it was very close. Yeah, yeah, it was close.
0: So yeah, that all happened in, in a really short period of time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that I had just come out of all of that whenever I met wow. you guys. Yeah.
1: And then here you are going through all these things and just a very chaotic upbringing and yeah. now you're going to bring a child into the world I and was. how did you feel about that because i was not 17 i was 21 but i was very um not ready mm-hmm. <laughs> not ready to have a baby yeah. so i can't even imagine at 17 i mean that's not that much yeah older but still
0: i don't think anybody's ever mentally prepared to
1: have a no. child and what it brings that's true like Especially when you are still trying to figure your stuff out. And and then it's like, oh, wow, now I have to bring this child. Did you think about abortion? Never. Never.
0: Um, So my son's family, my son's dad's family, they were for abortion completely. And Mm -hmm. they wanted me to get an Mm -hmm. abortion. Um, And they had talked me into it for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Or not talked me into it. They attempted to talk me Mm -hmm. into it for a couple of weeks. But I never even let the thought cross my mind. Yeah. Because I was... I mean in hindsight, very naive. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was excited because I thought, like, okay, this is it. I'm mm-hmm. breaking the cycle. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a mom now and I'm mm-hmm. gonna be a kick-ass mom and yeah. you know. So I never considered it, but they they tried for, yeah. for a couple of weeks to get to get me to. So I remember I was working at a barbecue restaurant and one night I texted my son's father's mom, mm-hmm. my baby daddy and mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I said, I'm going to come over and we need to talk. So I went over there and I said, listen, I'm keeping this baby. You guys, you guys can be involved. You guys Mm -hmm. cannot be involved. Mm -hmm. I won't ask for a dollar. Mm -hmm. He doesn't ever have to see the baby, but I'm keeping it. So you guys are in or you're out. She said, okay, we're in. I just had to be very stern about it. Yeah. And then yeah. yeah. It ne- it and never crossed my mind. Really? I knew that I so was gonna keep it. It's crazy
1: because um I don't know how many people I've admitted this to. Um I think Kaylin and I Kaylin is my oldest for those who don't know, but she's nineteen now and I had her at twenty one. But um when I found out I was pregnant with her at twenty, it it crossed my mind. And so I was at UGA at the time, University of Georgia. So that's when I found out I was pregnant with her. And I was like, oh my, like, I, I have to tell my parents, I have to tell, I was terrified to tell my father, because I knew he would be so disappointed. And that was an understatement. But when she was born, anyways, he he loved her and everything. But, um, but I remember thinking, I need to, I need, I, I can't go through with this. And even though that's not even what I believe, like, mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. Um. But for a split second, I did. And I'm like, I don't I don't have any money. Like, I had, like, a little part-time job. I'm like, I don't have the money for that. Yeah. So that's kind of what stopped me. But then also, I remember um, at Georgia, they always have a uh, – at UGA, they have a, a paper, you know. Um, I don't even remember the name of the paper. It's been so long since I've been in school. But anyways, in there, it said – if you're pregnant or said something like that, like a tagline, like, are you pregnant? Come see us. And it was like this clinic and then they're pro-life. And I'm like, well, let me just call them up. And just, cause I was, I didn't know where to go, what to do. And they showed me, they're like, okay, now this is how big. Cause I was three months pregnant when I found out. Oh my God. Three months. Yeah. So they're like, well, first of all, it's too late, even if yeah. you wanted to. And, but then when they showed you the like, little plastic baby doll, like a little tiny little naked baby that looked like a little nugget. And they're like, this is how, uh, how big your baby is right now. And then they, you know, hooked me up with the doctor and it was just like, wow, well, yeah, no, I have to keep this baby. Yeah. And I don't know how it's going to happen. And I'm freaking terrified and I'm scared, but... We're doing this
0: well. You and I always joke about like even small stuff, like whenever it comes to like work, it, mm. we can just like figure it out, yes, you know, yes, even if it's something as little as just finding something on yeah. the computer, yeah. we just have that mindset, yeah, you're We're just gonna figure, gonna it, figure out. it out, yeah, and that's that's what it, <laughs> it's where it so was true. when you get pregnant young and it's you want to so keep true. your baby, you, figure, you have
1: it have out. figure it out, and you know, for I mean, you're still on your journey, but for me, oh, I mean, she's so. 19 years old, yeah, and it's worked out beautifully, oh, well, yeah. And it it sucked in the beginning, you know, Mm -hmm. it was hard, but you have people that come alongside you and help you through the process. And that's the beauty of life that you have. Yeah. You know, like something feels so like huge in your life, Mm -hmm. but when you just accept it and just say, this is what I'm doing and just buckle down and just get it done. Like, God brings so many people into your life to help you with the process. So, anyways,
0: it does. The past, the past three years, really since my brother died, my life has been a complete shit show, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, but I can honestly say that I don't know where I would have been if I hadn't had Maddox. Yeah. Because I had nobody, my mom was. Excited that I was pregnant, and I was yeah. seventeen, and I was a junior in high school. So she wasn't oh god the guy that I was. With. So that's just that just shows her maturity yeah, level. Like yeah. I didn't have anybody that said like, okay, you need to go to college. Yeah. You need to learn how to budget things. You know, I'm going to teach you how to be an adult. Mm-hmm, I had mm-hmm. I had nobody. So I cannot. When I had my son, my son is Maddox. When I had Maddox. I, I knew in my own mind, even though I had no idea how I was going to do it, mm-hmm. I knew that I had to grow up and be an yeah. adult and be responsible yeah. and, and, th- you know, do my best to thrive for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't had him, I don't know where I would be, especially yeah. over the past four years, everything yeah. that's taken place. yeah, I, I have no idea where, where I'd be. And so, so. let's talk about that. Let's do it.
1: Because what has taken place? So he was born and, you know, I don't remember. Did you, you didn't graduate school?
0: No. You got Um, your... So while my parents were on the run, Uh I missed a school year. So I was held back. Mm -hmm. So the year I should have graduated, I didn't. So Mm -hmm. I was only, even though I was 17, I was only a junior in high school when I got pregnant. So when I got pregnant, I was working at a barbecue restaurant. I decided that I was going to move in with my son's father's parents. And I... I I had no no map nothing I had no no plan nothing mm-hmm. I was just kind of living day by day which is what I was used to yeah. from the moment I was born I I've never had a plan every yeah. day is just, you wake up and you survive and you 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 just get through it yeah so um, that was not
1: anything abnormal for no it you. wasn't yeah
0: um so you're used to
1: living with people yeah. you're used to just yeah. going with whatever the whatever, wind is taking whatever. you yeah. just
0: floating around yeah. Um, so then, right after my son was born i had, it was right around the time that I had turned eighteen. My son's grandmother was working for Dr. Tally at the time mm-hmm. and she was like, "Hey, we need somebody to come answer the phones and my intention was to go to school mm-hmm. and I didn't even know what I wanted to go to school for. I was just going to go to school because yeah. that's what you're supposed to do at 18 years old. Um, <laughs> so she called and she was like, hey, until the semester starts, because I already signed up. I, had, I already got my GED, signed up for the semester of school. She's like, until it starts, you should come work here. Mm-hmm. You can just answer the phone, schedule appointments. We'll teach you. It'll be easy. And we'll start you off at, it was a very low amount mm-hmm. looking back. But I was excited about yeah, it. Like, yeah, I'm getting paid. I uh, sure was. <laughs> That is my two fifteen an hour waiting tables um oh, so Maddox was a newborn, and I started working there, and I fell in love with dentistry i I fell in love I was so i I don't know where I would be without Dr. Talley because he Mm. took me under his wing and he just taught me a whole bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. that I never knew I would even have an interest in. Um, Dentistry is not something that's ever been on my radar, but it it fell into my lap and Mm -hmm. I took it and I ran with it because it was an opportunity.
1: Yeah. Well, and also you, you know how to interact with people and so you have to like, yeah, you know, it's customer service, even though I mean, he's doing the den- dentistry part, but for you it's cu- it's all it about is. customer service yeah. and you're just really good at that. So I, I can see think- why you get so excited.
0: <laughs> so <dealing with> people. <laughs> He um he hired me there and I moved out of my Baby daddy's parents' house, and I got a basement apartment where I was paying $400 a month. Um
1: Oh, my gosh. Speaking of 400 So, the first time that, because I lived with people, too, after I had uh-huh. Kayla. Like, I had never lived on my own. And finally, I, I was like you. I was like, I'm going to live on my own. I'm tired of just, you know, kind yeah. of living with people. And, yeah, my first little rink-a-dink apartment in Buford... I know was like four hundred something Jessica dollars. lived
0: at that same. Yeah, that's apartment. right. That's right.
1: Yeah. It, well, I had a studio. The
0: bed pulled out of the wall. Yeah, I didn't sleep
1: on that crap. Yeah. crap thing because <laughs> uh, the couch was so much more comfortable. But
0: right. Yeah. But your your
1: basement apartment was nicer it than my was. studio. Just FYI. It was but go nice. ahead.
0: It was, go ahead. <laughs> I will, I will. It was nice. Um. So I got my first little apartment, and at this time, Maddox's dad and I. I mean. It, when I we broke up, when I was pregnant with him, we knew it mm-hmm. wasn't going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, he was not ready to be a father; did yeah. not want to be a father, yeah. and um,
1: and he went off to school. And he went off he to was UGA pursuing his dreams, and, and yeah,
0: he was doing his thing, traveling and I was, the world. Yep, mm-hmm. I was doing mine here, mm-hmm. working. So I got my apartment. I was working at Doctor Talley's office on Monday through Friday, and I was working waiting tables on the weekends. And for for the first, I would say. Five years of Maddox's life, I was thriving. Mm-hmm. My career mm-hmm. was just, i there was a point in time that I was traveling all over the United yeah. States. Other you were training. Yeah, you were training. Mm-hmm.
1: And you were yeah. like, what, five years ago? You were like 20? I was like four. <laughs> 15 years
0: old. <laughs> <laughs> I was four years old traveling in the world.
1: <laughs> but no, that's amazing because that's, you know, with my intro, it's like, she's just such a go-getter and so like charismatic that at, you know early 20s you're going and training other dental you know professionals which yeah. is crazy
0: it was who's heard of that it was an insane experience yeah. I, I mean i would teach and people would come up to me at the end and be like how old are you are you like 12 years old or at the beginning they'd be like how old are you and then at the end they're asking me for my card so that they can pay for advice of and course. I mean, it was just such a humbling yeah like experience and it was it was so great and then When I wasn't doing that, I was thriving at Dr. Mm -hmm, Talley's office. mm -hmm. Um, I moved up in his practice super fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when his, I was just the, I don't know. I don't even know if I had a title. I don't think I was worthy enough of a title (laughs) at that time. (laughs) I don't know what I was. I was the phone girl. You were the you answered the <laughs> phone and said hello. Yeah. I'll check
1: you in. I'll let them know you're yeah. here, and that was it. I huh? didn't know what a cleaning
0: was. I didn't nothing. know nothing. What a what a cavity what was. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. I just knew you had a couple teeth in your head. That's about it. <laughs> um. So, but I moved up in his practice really fast, and I remember I went to him after his treatment coordinator left, and I was like, I think I can be the treatment coordinator. He mm-hmm. was like, Yeah, okay. All right,
1: mm-hmm, yeah, we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes. <laughs> and he's so funny. If anybody knows my husband, he's very, like, slow to, like, trust and, and slow to, like, he'll give people a chance. But he's like, mm-hmm, he did. you're going to yeah. have to prove yourself to me.
0: And he, he, yeah. he did. He gave me a chance. He's yeah. like, I'll give you three months. He had a consultant that he worked with, mm-hmm. and he was like, you're going to have to train with her. Come in on Fridays and do, like, eight-hour trainings, and I'll give you three months. And, you know, with each month, you'll get um, – you know an increase in in your salary and mm-hmm. all this stuff so i'm like all right let's do it and i did and so i moved up in his practice really fast i was in a relationship actually i was going to get married to someone so everything was just so perfect mm-hmm. and for me in my adolescent mind i i could not fathom it like that's things just don't work mm-hmm. out for me mm-hmm. in my mind at that time and it it was it was weird and so I was working, I was about to get married, I had a beautiful little boy, I had a great relationship with so many different people, Mm -hmm. I mean, life was just going really well. And then, fast forward to a couple of years later. Well, and then, and then, and
1: then then why don't you get married? You didn't get married. (laughs) I
0: didn't get married. We
1: don't have to go into detail, but it turned
0: out to not... Like women. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, that was... My first like relationship heartbreak, we, I was head over heels in love with him and I truly, and I never day, met him, but I've
1: seen pictures and he's
0: like, he cutie. was not hard to look at. Okay? He was a
1: cutie patootie. He was gorgeous. So then we find out that he, and this was like
0: right after I was pregnant and I was yeah. like 58 pounds overweight and all kinds of stuff. And he so still loved you. I thought. Uh-huh. You thought? So, and so <laughs> no, he thought. I believe he loved me. Yeah,
1: but um, maybe he was still trying to find himself, you know, or maybe he wasn't. He was. Yeah, he wasn't ready
0: to he let was. the world know that. Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. I'm gay. Yeah. So and yeah. I
0: found so I found out that he had been not physically cheating on me, mm-hmm. but he was having an emotional affair, mm-hmm. and um, and then I found out that it was with a man, mm-hmm. and I I don't care who anybody is with. That's just not. Yeah. I mean, my mom. Is, is married yeah. to a woman my yeah. sister's married to a woman yeah
1: that's not the and point i just i don't it, the, care yeah
0: but i felt so much heart he comes oh, from I'm a sure. very conservative yeah. religious yeah. family and their type of religion they do not believe that that is okay so like so my that's heart why he my like, heart broke for wow. him and i was i was completely crushed not because he was gay scared of of what his family yeah, was going think to think of him how they were going to treat him mm-hmm. and then obviously I mean, my son called him dad. He potty trained my son. He was, um, Maddox's dad was still doing his college thing Mm -hmm. at the time. I just, I thought that I had like this picture perfect life. So when, so when he cheated on me and stuff, I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. This is what I'm used to. Don't work out, you know? It was too good to be true. It was too good to Mm -hmm. be true. So he moved out. I... At this time we were living into we were living in a nice apartment that we had gotten together, but I didn't let him put his name on the lease because I said I was smart at that. I said um, that I mean what, you're like
1: 22, 23 at that time? I was time? twenty. Oh, you were twenty. I, I not even leave. Oh, so drink. Maddox was little little. He was little um, little. Dang, girl! But I we, mean, you've lived so much life that you yeah, knew. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, so we had son's to get the heck have a home. So he he left. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I, he he wasn't even on the lease. Yeah. And it was a point. I made it a point not to let him be on the lease mm-hmm. because I did not want Maddox to anything to happen and then him be like, okay, you guys get it. Yeah. <laughs> so so he left and I continued going on about my business. I mean, I was hurt and I was crushed and stuff, but I I got up and I kept moving. Mm-hmm. Shortly yeah. after, uh, it was about a year later, my brother passed. No, it wasn't. It was two years later, my brother passed away. And that's mm-hmm. when everything kind of yeah. went to hell. Yeah. And I think around that
1: time, I mean, obviously, I know who you were, but um, I, we weren't as close then. Um, but I do remember that how devastating it was yeah. for you. I
0: and- think at that time, we were we were not... We had a relationship, mm-hmm. but it was more of like an acquaintance Super relationship, official, yeah. yeah. I like he knew you. me because I worked at the the practice, sun, and then, yeah,
1: the sun is shining today, yeah. Wonderful, and I would yeah. come
0: over for like we yeah. went on vacation together, yeah. and I would come over and stuff, but with my Other, son's yeah. grandmother Joel Friends. But around the time my brother died, I think, is when
1: so. Then around that time, you're just like really low, and then you started. You know, doing so, things that weren't the best yeah. decisions for you in your life.
0: Yeah. I I got really depressed, but I didn't let myself feel any of that depression. Mm-hmm. So it was like I was numb to my own depression. I didn't realize how mentally ill that I was, how mm-hmm. tired and exhausted I was. So when my, when my brother passed away. And you've away, never
1: had to deal. You've never been able to truly, truly deal mm-mm. with any stuff. Like since no. you were born. Yeah. Since you were born, things have happened to you,
0: yeah life, life and you've had his,
1: exactly, <laughs> so then it just kind of I think when he passed, it just seemed like it was an avalanche, like this is yeah. too much, this is too much, yeah. and I don't know how to deal
0: well i think so when my when my brother pat like when I was younger, aside from the the sexual abuse mm-hmm. and that trauma, everything was temporary. My parents were only going to be gone for a little while mm-hmm. um. Even as a, a young child, the my mom did do almost six years in prison, but it was only just for a little while. Mm-hmm. I knew that my sister was going to come back, or yeah. I was going to be able to see her. Yeah. I knew that I was going to see my other two siblings, mm-hmm. um, because they lived with their mom while, while my parents were out doing their, their thing. Um but I everything was so temporary. So when my brother died, I'm like, "Holy shit, I can't fix this." Mm-hmm. And my immediate reaction was to take care of my sister. My dad had only been clean for a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, take care of my dad. Take care of my sister's. Just I went into protection mode. Yeah. And so a couple months after he died, I'm like, "That's whenever I I, I didn't even." In my mind, I don't even think I knew what was going on. Just getting up and and functioning. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't the person and that I was before. And I don't. And it
1: didn't seem like you had anybody around you saying, "Hey, how are you? Let's talk about it." No. Um. You didn't have anybody. The closest
0: person I had to me. Uh, I called and I and I said, "I'm on my way to the hospital. My brother's been in an accident, and they don't think that he's gonna make it." And the closest person I had to me at that time asked me. If I was still going to make it to her son's birthday party the next day, so
1: so didn't care. No, and so, then you were grieving. It's like, well, why are you still sad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the grief that.
0: period was really tough because
1: you I, will be sad forever. Forever. Like my dad has passed. It'll be almost seven years in a few months, and yeah, the sadness doesn't go away. Yeah, ever
0: it doesn't. It's um, it's been it's been gets better. It gets, better. It gets it, better.
1: But when you think about it, yeah.
0: It, it yeah. And my my brother's death was not near as bad as my sister's death. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say that. And I know he can hear me and he knows I love him. And it's also very recent that she's yeah. passed. But the whole experience in itself was, was different. just different. Yeah. Um so a couple months after he he passed, that's when I started to to drink, mm-hmm. and I it wasn't it wasn't being young and fun anymore. Mm-hmm. It was I have got to get out of my head, and I have got to stop feeling these feelings, mm-hmm. and I just I I can't take it anymore. Yeah. I was so overwhelmed with everything that had gone on over the past couple of years, and then things from my childhood had creeped up on me mm-hmm. that I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about in mm-hmm. years. Just at the time. You know, alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. So when you drink because you're depressed, it just makes everything worse. Yes. So I would I would get upset about my brother or about my mom getting arrested because my mom even even now she just got out of jail a couple of months mm-hmm. ago. So, so even so to this day. To this still, day. Yeah. I mean she's she's going to check herself in a rehab, she says, next she's week. Done that so before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was just always something constant. And then I felt like a burden to people because mm-hmm. you cannot it was like every day something was going on. Every single day. Mm-hmm. I remember one day I came into work. I don't know. I think it was right before my brother died. My mom was on the news. Like I do legit, remember news. that. Channel 2 She had two, guns news. pulled out on yeah. her. And yes. she hit a cop with her. I remember this. I thought, this was
1: like a few years ago. Yeah. It was oh. right before my brother passed. Oh and I thought gosh. she was going to
0: jail like for life. Where Dr. Talley came up front and like just put his arms around me and mm-hmm. hugged me. And... So that was, that was a really, so yeah,
1: there was always something and then then people call you, your mom calls you like you're the quote unquote sane one of the whole bunch. Yeah, exactly. But you're going through your own
0: crap and your own,
1: you know, shit.
0: It was so, and, and I didn't want to talk to people about it because I felt like every time somebody said like, Hey, what's going on? It was just always something like crazy. So like
1: with you, you put on a happy face to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm kind of the same way. But then when you're by yourself, yeah. it's just like brain is yeah. going. And so you were drinking. And then mm-hmm. when you drink, so you're when I drink, sad. I think about something else. Yeah. I'm yeah. like,
0: Oh, well, the reason I'm upset is because of this. And then it takes me back to 15 years ago when this yeah. happened. So it and then just you drink spiraled. more
1: mm-hmm. and then you drink more and you're mm-hmm. a teeny tiny people can't see her, but she's a little, you're what five, two,
0: no, five, one on a tall day. I'm five foot.
1: Oh, I thought you were like five Oh, dang, girl, I that's why you wear those heels. Foot. Yes, I thought you were taller because no. of those damn heels you wear. But <laughs> no, she's a little itty bitty thing. So that alcohol just
0: yeah, it, it
1: doesn't take much, and no. you're out. And yeah, so I've gone. seen you like that. Yeah, and it was like you, you would drink, you would be gone, you would disappear for a little bit. And well, then, in the beginning,
0: the first, the first, I would say probably two years, I was drinking every night. But nobody knew what I was yeah. struggling with. I was able to get up and go to work. Um, and then after two years, uh, it I became almost physically dependent on it. Mm-hmm. Like so. Then I it, and of course you build up a tolerance to things, yeah. so it would take more. So yeah. then the next day I would feel bad, yeah. and then I was calling out of work or mm-hmm. just not coming to work. Mm-hmm. And it was just all of my relationships had started to deteriorate yeah. and you know and then
1: and then it gives you you get into a deeper depression because it's like oh my gosh and then you were covering you were covering a lot of things up too I was and so finally it came to a head where it's like you know something has to change Mm -hmm. and I think you went to the hospital then right so
0: I went so the first time I went to the hospital I was 10 13 which is Mm -hmm. on a suicide watch Mm -hmm. I've 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 Never in my adult life been suicidal. I've attempted suicide once when I was a child. Or I, did, a young... I did it
1: once too. And I and I had the right mind because I was like 21, 22, not to interrupt you or anything, but I had them, something told me, do not tell them that you try to kill yourself because... I have a feeling that that's the wrong answer and they're gonna and and so I just and she they kept asking me and I that woman came in there like 50 times to like double check and double check and I'm like nope it was an accident it was an accident and I stuck to it and I got to leave the next day but yeah I'm so thankful that I didn't say that I was because yeah I would have ended
0: in
1: the hospital yeah yeah (laughs) no gosh but anyways go ahead with your story so so you said, so they knew, you didn't even have to say it, well, did you?
0: I had, I had drank so much mm-hmm. that I, I had an alcohol induced seizure. Yeah. So when I came to, I was telling them that I didn't want to live anymore and mm-hmm. I couldn't handle all the pain and the misery and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So they automatically ten thirteen me, mm-hmm. even though my intention was not to commit suicide. No, my intention was to get drunk and go to sleep exactly. so I didn't have to feel anything. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, but because I had a seizure, my mom came the ambulance had to come and stuff. And and when I came to, I, I sounded very suicidal. Mm-hmm. So they 1013 me, which is suicide watch. And they put me in a state hospital, mm-hmm. um, where I was for seven days. And that's when I was like, you would think that that would be like my aha mm-hmm. moment. Like, okay, things got to change. Yeah. But it got worse after that yeah. because I was like, holy crap. The, the only thing that I I don't want to do as a mother is be like mine. Don't want to put my son through this stuff. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing that right now. And that was something that I could not live with. So I continued to drink and I was hospitalized, not, not, um, involuntarily. The the next two times I was hospitalized, it was voluntary. Mm -hmm. I went and I kept telling myself each time that I did it, like, okay, what's done is done. I can't change what the, the mistakes that I've made, mm-hmm. or what I've put myself through, my family through, my child through—I yeah. can't change that. But no. something I can never tell anybody is that my mom tried to get sober. Um, she never did. Um, she was only. She talked about it. She talked about it. Or she it.
1: pretended like she's she going did. to rehab. Or yeah. you know,
0: she sounds like she went to like rehab she was, one time. But she's kind of
1: going through the motions. Yeah. She's not really trying to get yeah. well. Yeah. She went
0: one time when I was twenty-four, and she was there for yeah. like six days. So. Yeah. But as a child, she never tried to get sober. Mm. She never tried to do right. And so I was like, okay, maybe if I can, if I can change what I've done, not change what I've done, but if I can change my path that I'm on, yeah. then at least he'll be able to say, you know what? My mom was an alcoholic. My mom had depression, but mm-hmm. my mom
1: tried. She, she
0: fixed it for yeah. me. So I was hospitalized twice after that. And each time I got out, I felt like I could take on the world again mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. pick up where I mm-hmm. left off. And in recovery, you cannot do that. Yeah. You can't. It takes time and mm-hmm. patience, and mm-hmm. I had no patience with myself. You have zero
1: patience. Zero. Nine.
0: It's like, all right, let's do it. I yeah. want it now. I'm going to have it now, yeah. and
1: everything's great now.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I'm one of those people where I want everything to be okay in that very moment. Oh yeah. So,
1: so it's been a it's been a journey, and yeah. I've got you know we don't need to go into all the details, but I've seen that journey oh, and you saw it firsthand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it very like firsthand, firsthand. So. But just let everyone know, so that's happened. And like you said, you can't change the past. And and that's why I love, you know, these stories, because it's like, we cannot change our past. We can only move forward, and that's what you're doing, Mm -hmm. like, now. So you've been sober how long?
0: So I have been sober... For a couple of months now, it's so bad because I don't keep up with the day. Yeah, I tried alcoholics you've been, anonymous, yeah, and yeah. I found that that did not work out yeah. for me. It's just not something that that um, resonated with mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm currently in therapy, um, and which, that's what I which find. Helps. I think that's
1: a big thing. So but I you're don't know but you're trying. To, days. Yeah, but you're trying to stay away from alcohol because you know that yeah. you have to deal with some things from your past, yeah. and you're just trying to
0: yeah. keep
1: keep on the right path because it's been a freaking.
0: It's been a roller coaster for you. And I'm so thankful that I was sober when my sister died. If I had been in that same state of mind, I still, I probably still wouldn't be in a bad place Mm because that was the worst thing I've ever had to go through. Um, so, but now I'm, I've been sober for, for a while, mm-hmm. and I this is like a few longest, months, right? A few months, yeah. yeah. It's not been like years and years, or years. Anything, yeah. No. Like
1: we're going, we're following your journey.
0: Wait, guys, in five <laughs> years I'll be back saying I've been sober for no. like five years. Yeah, <laughs> no, it would be nice
1: to have you back to just follow your journey because you're yeah. so young. And damn, I mean, it's almost been an hour, and we've covered
0: some of it, five percent. Yep. Yeah. But um, to answer your question, yeah, I've been sober, and things just in the past couple of months have, have changed so drastically i obviously lost my job at dr talley's office because yep. i couldn't come to work nope i didn't come to work and i <laughs> i um fortunately but we still
1: love her through it I was about to we say, love her through it yes i, I <laughs> we can be upset with the actions but not with the person you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. so
0: and it was such a special relationship and and Because even when you guys had to let me go, Mm -hmm. you guys never let me go out of your lives emotionally or our personal relationship, which is something that I will never, never forget because you guys were like, you can't come back to the practice. Mm -hmm. And five minutes later being like, Hey, are you okay? Yeah. You know, on a personal level. So, um, so I lost my job there, which which was a huge blow to me yeah. and a huge motivation to mm-hmm. to get better because I loved my job there and mm-hmm. I love Dr. Tally and Leonette and their children. So now I'm back in the practice one day a week. Baby steps. Baby
1: steps. He, he's giving her like uh, some like uh, incentives. He is. Yeah. He yeah. is. He's you got to prove yourself to him.
0: the carrot. I joke <laughs> with that. One day at a time. time. One yes. day at a time. Yes. Um, but I'm back in the practice one day a week and then I'm at another practice that I I love. So I'm, I'm working full time again. My son is with me and he's happy and Mm -hmm. he's thriving Mm -hmm. and he's all the relationships that I cared about that I lost during this, I have back and everybody, everybody has loved me through the good, the bad, the ugly. So I'm, I'm extremely fortunate. And I wake up some days like, dang, can you believe where you were?
1: like just like last year a really year ago. Yeah, yeah 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 and you're seeing a boy
0: i'm seeing a well boy. he's a man he's a real man you <laughs> not a boy i am i am seeing a boy
1: <laughs> well he's a boy to me until well, i meet him he's, but he's yeah so you're so you're dating i am dating. and it's new so we don't I've know i've been single
0: for six years people yes six
1: dealing years. with your stuff yes and you know trying to raise your yes. baby yes but um I want to bring you back on Bree, because I feel like in one hour we had a lot to talk about Mm -hmm. and I think following your journey uh, we're gonna see more growth and see where this new relationship takes you (laughs) but yeah I just want to let you know that um, I love you so much I love you too I tell you all the time but um, I just think you're you're such an amazing person and I think that's why people get upset with you and it's like we Mm -hmm. want to we want to shake you because we see so many good things for your future but that's the journey that you this is your journey right and we haven't experienced your your life yeah so it's easy for us to be like you know snap out of it you know you can't Um, teach somebody self-worth you you can't
0: something that that they have to we just have to be here
1: to to, exactly Mm -hmm. exactly so everyone of us has our journey but i um I just want to encourage you to keep going. I pray I for you. I love Thank you. you. Love and love I want you, you back on. I'll be here. Because I need to know what's gonna happen with this
0: man. You'll know anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. But the people want to know too.
0: Okay, people, I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> but um, anyways, I love to end um my podcast with the quote. And this one is from C.S. Lewis. And this one says, You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. And so that's what I hope for you, Brianna.
0: Thank you so much. All love right. You. Love you too. Hey. Everything I've been through and everything that I've seen has turned me into the woman that you see behind all of the smiles. All your baby melodies For yes. a fistful of tears Years from the pain Y'all don't hear me